waiting for nearly a minute. Breaking the law, 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 breaking the law. Welcome back to the sixth episode of Raw Justice. Guys, I haven't seen in a while. It's, uh, I, life's getting in the way, as it usually does. Alex, you look a little bit uh, disheveled and, uh, I don't know, harried today. What's going on? I just have a lot on my mind, you know. Well, personal, professional. That's what happens to us. Uh, anything, We're adults. We're anything, middle-aged adults. I mean, anything John and I can help you with today? I, mean, well, yeah, I know you guys are always here for me. You know, we've had a busy week with ceremonies, and then we have a party tomorrow, and some court cases next week. It's just... A frantic time. I didn't have a court day today, so I was just trying to get a lot done in the office. And those are important days. Uh, you walked into the studio. You had uh, you have a, a I don't know some kind of bar. We eating on the run today. Yeah, I found this Quest thing. It's like a peanut butter cup, but it's just it has very min- minimal amount of sugar. Oh, and the real thing that's bothering me, John, and you can relate to this. Two days ago, I was filing something at Fayette and Gay Courthouse, and you have to park in the meters and all this. So I had my court ID. But then the meter I was at was a, was a, you know, it was just like a four, it was literally $4 for one hour. I didn't have that much change. So then I had to drive literally a half a block. And in the meantime, and that there, it's like 25 cents for an hour. And in the meantime, I lost my cord ID. I had it initially, and now I can't find it. They're and just, that screws they're, us they're up. hard to replace. It, it's bad. Because you would we, think it's easy, but um, it's done through a court location, which is an office. I believe it's in Baltimore City. And now they have a new – it used to be um, they were issued through each individual courthouse. So your primary place that you would be would in, do that. But down that, now they have a statewide one with a barcode and all. It's pretty serious. Well, it's hard to get those. It takes a while. It well, does. Yeah, but you can get – you have the new one? Yes. I ordered it from Baltimore County. It wasn't that bad. Okay. You order it through the Bar Association, and they send it there. Right. But the problem is you need us to go to see the – visit people in jails. That's, that's the right. real, that's the big That's reason. the main one, yeah. You can't get in without it. Yeah. So this is just going to stress. It's, I'm stressed out a little bit. But we're here, we're here to talk we are. about it. I feel so Thank you for asking. Did you get new glasses this week? These are, um, I think these are my wife's glasses. <laughs> <laughs> you know? We saw, I saw, I, I had. I couldn't find the glasses. I saw Jason Ott. That's, a that's a, that's a street lawyer. And he's a very stylish Jason guy. Ott, for sure. And then I was wearing these and he was looking. I said, you like, he said they look, they look, they look great. They're like a, they're very big and kind of they're reading glasses. Yeah. They're kind of a bluish color. What do you think of them, Rob? You remind me of an old um, game show um, regular Charles Nelson Riley. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah so here they have some style to yeah. them. Yeah, Charles Nelson yeah. Riley. Yeah, these aren't the dollar store version that I usually have. Okay, no, but I was, need them. Look at my good. notes. They look good. They look high end. He was Thank good, you. right? These are probably twenty five dollars. That was good oh. stuff, John. How about you? What, what's uh, anything new with you? You noticed it all, Rob. Here, here's what was big for me this week was actually we all participate in this on some level wednesday afternoon the retirement game was at that was unbelievable and i'll just let everybody know i I don't want to leave anybody out but all the luminators were there from the past present and going forward as well jimmy and laura rosenfield the godfather was there Alex and Carrie Lycus, uh, of course, is st- I, th- I think really the, the anchor of the, of the event. The, definitely the yeah. anchor. And we'll get to that in a second. Coach Sheets, Coach Holly, you know, just generations of coaches. 
I met I met a new guy named Mac. That's Mac over Barrett. here. Yep, that's over here at the uh, at the Gilman School with the tradition. Very fun to talk to him. Singleton Matthews, of course, was there. Debbie Martinez. Mm-hmm. It was fun to see her. Yep. Uh, the Moeller family was there in in total, <laughs> and it was just a great event. And then the the highlight was the presentation of the uh, of the bench. It was a bench presented in in uh, our host's honor, and it had a plaque on there for his servitude to to Gilman. And it was a wonderful, fun day. Although it was really cold, I didn't wear a coat, and I just hung in there, and uh, it was it was great. It was really a lot of fun. And I don't know if you know this, the next day, the bench immediately reaped benefits. Um, here's what happened. Singleton and his beautiful girlfriend, Caitlin, arrived at the game. I Coincidentally, we walked up together with baby Banneker, <laughs> and it was his first time out, and on the bench in the right field area were Grandma Taylor, Jude's grandmother, <laughs> Grandma Boyle, Jude's other grandmother, and his I mom, Kate. And I apologize to her for telling her that she wasn't the centerpiece of the family. But the three of them got together, and they were so supportive of the baby, and especially Caitlin, telling her how great she's doing. It just made me feel good. And then the MVP of that day, Carrie Likas, came up to greet the baby and hold the baby. And it was just a great, great emotional event. So the, the bench already read that. Well, it was a it fun was day. No, I was very surprised. And um, so many of the people important in my life were there. And I know Alex had a huge role in that. So well, I appreciate that, Alex. And I'm, here's John. here's a secret I have for you. So I was in the back. A foul ball was hit. And usually the players go and get it. But for whatever reason, the players didn't go get it. Quinn Taylor didn't run after it. So I went and, go, went and got it. And then almost immediately, another ball was hit. So I had two foul balls. So I walked one up to the coach and handed it over, then walked back to Mr. Hubeck, okay, mm-hmm. had him autograph the ball in the sweet spot where there's no you writing know, right in the middle. Good, he signed it, and then he put the inscription that it was the date with the retirement game, <laughs> and we presented it to Alex because of his great that. involvement yeah, and the good. leadership he provided Thank to you the event. Well, there were Thank so many things going on that day. I mean, I, I walked – down to the field with some folks who work here at Gilman, one of our lovable listeners. Um, and the the excitement of knowing that John from Timonium was at the game was unbelievable. I mean, everybody – John, you were like the Pied Piper out there. I was having a good time. You're right in the middle of this. Fun. You were yeah. right in the you middle. Part yeah. of it. I'm usually behind the scenes, but you know, for whatever reason that day I was elevated. I mean, you were jumping fun. from person yeah. to person. Yeah, it was just – it was nonstop. <laughs> it was nonstop. And it was great to see the um, – you know, our old friend Roger Myers was there. Oh, yeah. Lawrence Bennett. On, and Lawrence Bennett. Yeah. And then, of course, the backbone of the Red of the Redbirds, Tim Bishop, was there. That's right. So they and were. And we talked about when he he has a 21-31 game ball. He does. That he got oh, when he was right, with yeah. the Orioles. And I talked to him about that again. Yeah, he he still has it. And I showed him, well, how about this, the retirement game ball that Alex had. <laughs> oh, you showed yeah. him that? Yeah, sure. Sure. We're not, I wouldn't trade yeah. for that 21-31. No way. I'm going to no keep way. the retirement ball. So, I think so it's in my car. I one of one. <laughs> it's, it's probably <laughs> fell out the window when you were driving down the road or something. I think it's still in it's there. It's probably with your ID somewhere. It's pro- yeah, somebody probably broke in and stole both of those things. Well, but I, mean, I think the ID, I don't know where. It's very frustrating. Okay. Um, so, I yeah. It's, pho- it's, I was going to photocopy it or take, you know, and then try to, but I never did. I always forget or put my phone number on the back. Yeah. Well, there's there's been a lot of stuff going on in the news, too, and I want to get to some of that stuff, and we want to talk a little bit about what from you know in your profession what's been going on i want to i want to kind of uh, continue the conversation that we were having when we when we left last time and that is 
the idea that as we're, as we're getting into graduation season, right, and all the high school kids go down to the beach, you know, a lot of those guys are going to need some legal representation, right? Sure. Oh, and, my God. And sure. So Senior probably week too cases. many, really. Yeah. Right, probably too many. And, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty sad when you, when you realize that there's going to be a, scores of young kids that are going to get pulled over, they're going to get stopped on the road, they're going to get uh, underage drinking, they're going to get urinating in public. Um, and and my, my idea was maybe you guys set up a little mobile mobile trailer down there and, and, uh, and get some business. I mean, have you, have you thought any more about that? The, I think the foundation of this is when you go to the local courthouses, especially in the, um, it, it's all areas, but especially in the county areas and, and towards Eastern Shore, there's always a bevy of uh, office locations right immediately around the courthouses. Mm-hmm. They're, they're there. It, I think it's convenient in one way if you're going to do a lot of work there. But I also think it's, it's people that get released and so forth. Like, for example, at Central Booking, when you walk out the one side, there there were and probably still are bail bond locations there, there right, there. right there. Yeah. yeah, and it's for the convenience, but you figured you go out, you're right there. So this takes it to an, an absolute another level. Though if you have a mobile where you can go to where these places are going to be, or you hear there's a big party going on and you just pull right up, whatever it might be, somebody with ingenuity and commitment to time certainly could benefit from this. And, and... If it was somebody in the area that understood the local system, for sure they could they could give great service to the. L- let me let me ask you a question. If somebody if a if an eighteen year old gets arrested for underage drinking down there mm-hmm. during senior week, what what would be what would be the process that they would go through? I mean, would they get arrested? Would they go to what would what would happen? I, I know that they, they they receive a citation, citation like a ticket. I don't believe they're detained, but okay. they're given their rights, and then from there it goes forward to the state's attorney's office. When you call them, which I don't know their number, but when you call them, there's a diversion program aspect. And then what they'll do is take the young person and put them into an educational-style program where they learn about this experience so that down the road it doesn't impede them on getting a job or an educational opportunity. And they'll do something like community service and or informational about drinking and come out of it in a positive way, and then the case can get taken off the record at the appropriate time. But they have a lot of places, particularly Ocean City, is progressive that way and does that. Other counties do it as well. But that one in particular based on the senior week type thing. Alex? I wonder if um kid gets that citation and he does whatever he's supposed to do, community service or something. Does he do it at home? Does he have to do it in I, Worcester County? Well, That's what I don't know. The and then you have to come back to court. Yeah, the ones I'm involved with mm-hmm. – um, they will accept out-of-county requirements for community service and otherwise, as long as it's legitimized through um, some type of letterhead and the endorsement of the private attorney that assists them. See, the risk, the risk with your suggestion, Rob, which I think it's a great suggestion, is we may come into um, conflict with the local lawyers down there. Right. Because they would hate mm-hmm. that. Right, you of know? course. Who knows? We set this thing up. We set it up on, you know, you know, whatever, 42nd Street, close to Secrets, where the main area is, not for these high yeah. school kids. Or, you know, further up on, like, 62nd Street, where the um, – what's up there? Um, what's the place that has good burgers? Fager's is. Yeah. Fager's is. And then maybe we leave for the night. It'll probably be destroyed the next right. day. They'll come in there. The goons Alex, will come in. Alex but, makes a great point here. Go ahead. But I was going to say that this is that, – that area of practice is a big area of practice for those mm-hmm. local lawyers. Yeah. So yeah. – and I think that's the same sort of thing that happens in college towns, too. Like a turf war. Yeah, but they wouldn't want to yeah. showing up there, but that's what we do. That's what we have to. That's what a street lawyer does. 
We'll yeah. take a case anywhere and go do it. But I think it's a big source of business to get these. Sure. They love that, and they, especially if you're more, you're a local lawyer. Right. You know the prosecutors. You know you've been in front of the judge a lot. You know what's going to happen. You can kind of, you know. I've seen guys. I've seen guys um, retire and want to move to Florida, say, and the, they have to. They, what they would do is they move down there, but try to continue a practice on some level. They make the um, Florida bar passage extremely challenging. Oh, okay. They don't want guys coming in like a carpetbagger that's going to take business away from their local community's lawyers. So that's the that's the impediment that they put there, the obstacle. So that's sort of similar to that. I'm sure if that really happened and success followed it, that they would come up with something <laughs> to figure that out yeah. so, and get them away from that. So I think what happens too is I know a lawyer who, who's a Towson lawyer now, but so you can you can there's a Maryland case search called mdcourts.gov mm-hmm. or something. Yep. And you can go to each particular county and you can put in, somehow he figured out he puts in the date of the arrest. Yeah. So he can look at dates of arrest. So what he does is, or he used to, he used to send letters to all these people. Mm-hmm. And he would do it around senior week. He would also do it when they had that hot rod convention. That's right. That's supposed to be a little crazy. Yeah. But he would send mailers out to them and he would get cases from it. Mm-hmm. So it's a little grind on the front end, you know. But that's what he would do and that that seemed to work for him. But I like this idea and I love going to the beach. And beginning the senior week, just the last few years, Rob, as you, you know, well, you're in the profession and just me having kids and older kids and stuff. They're really a little over the top, I think, the police on the in, in the down there. It's just, it, we, I went to senior week. I imagine you went to senior week. Rob, John, did you go to senior week? No, but I was a chaperone for my brother. Okay, so you were down there. You were down there. But it wasn't like they're, these police, now that you do anything, that you get arrested right away, it right. seems like. It's it's a little over the top. But maybe they don't want the kids to come, I guess. Well, okay. They probably don't. You but know? there's a lot of money being being uh, spent down there during those mm-hmm. two or three weeks that all the seniors well, were there, right? Well, you know what? I don't, I don't know about that anymore because I think they – when you go to Ocean City now – I'm a big fan of Ocean City, you know? I know. You're, 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 you, you're a love Ocean City. But a lot of those motels, they're gone now. Yeah. Right. And they're all – they knock the motels down. They knocked down the um, – I think this past winter they knocked down the um, movie theater. Really? On 145th Street. Oh, and yeah. Wow. Up, they did. And they built condos there. So these motels where these kids were staying at are gone. So – they would bring business in, but maybe the people, maybe who own the condos, they don't, they don't want to rent them to the kids. And but they're they they they're they're very pessimistic. They treat these kids a little over the top. But yeah, I don't know. I'm not down there, so I can't really speak to it. But I do love Ocean City. You do, you love Ocean. What is that senior week? Do we know the, when that's going to be? I would think mid June. Okay, we got we got to look that up. Yeah. Wait a minute, it might into this. Graduation's usually late May, right? Yeah. It's probably like yeah, first couple weeks, right? It's yeah, yeah it's it's probably like. First or second week in there June. might be a it's private probably a couple school, weeks, right? I think there is distinction, right? right. Yeah. But um, yeah, we got to look into that. I oh. like this idea. So, the other day, Salar's got an office down there. Oh, that's good. Well, we'll get him down there. Maybe he's got some business. Yeah. <laughs> so the other day, I'm driving. He definitely has some business. I'm driving down 83 or driving <laughs> up 83. Business. Sorry, and I smell this incredibly, you know, strong uh, scent of marijuana. Okay. And it's, I'm following it all the way up 83. And I get off at Northern Parkway. And I pull up next to somebody who is openly smoking marijuana. Okay? I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. And there's, they're not hiding it. They're not, they're not trying to uh, conceal it. And I got to thinking, what, what is going on? In, I mean, you guys deal with drug charges. You deal with a lot of different stuff. What is the law? Can you, can you clarify for me what the law is regarding marijuana today? Because I, I have no idea, right? 
Well, I mean, John probably knows what the the laws actively changing. I think it, there's new laws that go in effect probably, what, July 1st? July 1, yeah. So prior to that, it's my understanding of the law, anything less than 10 grams of marijuana is a, is a civil, like the ticket thing, you get a ticket for it. Okay. okay. Citation. So, yeah. so they, that's, that's what that is. And then presently the law, in regards to your point, is that if the police officers say they smell marijuana in the car, they can search the marijuana. Okay. Excuse me. They can search the car. They can search the car for the marijuana. So, but I mean, and so, but people, you know, and now with these, you can go to these dispensaries and buy this thing. It seems like the general consensus amongst people is that it's legal and I can do whatever I want with it. That's what seems. That's how they seem I think to talk. The public perceives it that way, but that's the the but details that at the, the parameters that Alex put on it is way more than the, what they know. Now, July 1st, it's supposed to go up from the 10 grams to one, one and a half ounces. Now, to put that in perspective, so a gram, or I'm sorry, an ounce is 28 grams. Okay. okay? So when I first started over 30 years ago, um, in Baltimore County, in Towson, you would be indicted on a felony marijuana case if you had two ounces or more, if you had 56 grams or more. Okay. So... Doing the math, I guess it would be 28, and for now they're saying 42 grams is fine. So you're approaching where it was before, where you'd be charged with a, a felony. felony. And I, I think it all comes from um, change in societal norms and acceptance and so forth. Um, but I think the big thing here is what Alex was talking about. You can search the car if you smell it. There, I've heard that there's pending actions that are coming about that may even change that. Well, yeah. yes, but it's not pending anymore. Okay. I saw um, Senator, who is it? Jill, Jill, Jill Carter. Jill wow. Carter. Wow, she be I a saw Senator Jill show. Carter. I bumped into her a few days after the um, legislative session, and she was very proud to tell me that she passed, she was the, you know, the moving party to pass a law now mm-hmm. starting July 1st. If they smell marijuana in the car, they can't search the car. So that's it's not case law; it's actual Maryland law, and she was the um, she was the person who got that. Now law we'll passed. take. I want to see that in black and white before I confirm well, Ms. Carter's <laughs> statements. Okay, I mean, but, but that's that that's is, a big that's, deal. It's a big deal. That's I, a big deal, and here's why: before you could search the car if you smelled it. Now with with Miss Carter's statement, you can't. Now, well, what's the big deal? What's the big deal? That open door to get into the car is very important. Right. They might then find 18 pounds of cocaine on the back floor of the car. Right, Whereas now it's not there anymore. Weapons, so. a dead body. I mean, these are extreme. But that leads to the next step, which could produce good law enforcement results. So what would be, what, what would be, um, what would be something that would get you to, what, what would be a legal reason for checking a car? A, yeah, speeding? I mean, what would be, well, Right before, if you if you if you suspected or if you smelled marijuana coming out of the car, you could you could pull the car, the car over and search well, it. Right, right, right. You put pull the car over for a traffic violation. Okay, smell marijuana, right. search the car. So, so, so what would where, be, what would be a reason for having your car pulled over and searched? So before the law, there's the there's the law that says that um, let's say the police officers to have a hunch they just want to search a car. Yeah, they can have that mentality. Okay, they can have that mentality. But they can't pull the car over until the car commits a traffic violation. Okay. Okay. So they've got to wait. As, as as minor or bogus or whatever it is, they have got to wait till that occurs. Okay. So that occurs. 
They pull the car over. I don't know how they would search the car now. Let's say, let's say something's wrong with the. All right, so let's say you privilege. let's say you smell marijuana. Well, the, that's out now, though. But hold on, hold on. Let's say you smell marijuana. Okay, according to Miss Carter, well, you can't do right. that anymore. I've looked. Okay. I researched right. that actually. So that okay, so that's out. Here's what I think it's going to translate to. What they're going to do now is they're going to say they observed the um, the driver, and through his appearance and his actions. They suspected him to be driving under the influence of marijuana, which then is a jailable offense, mm-hmm. and that'll get him in the car. What? So I think you're going to see an increase in that. I think that's what the result's going to be. I'm just trying to think, though, to answer Rob's question, though. What, short of the marijuana thing, how would you search a car? Well, what what, what reason would you have for searching view? a car? They saw yeah. something. They saw a gun in plain view. Because if you're, if you're smoking in marijuana in, in the car. Now and, it's not allowed. And, and you smell it, and you see the smoke coming out, and you commit no traffic violation. Right. Well, let's say you do commit a traffic violation. They pull the car over. Right. I don't know why. I, I, I'm trying to think of a fact scenario where they could search the car. You have to have some il- other illegal charge, like a driving on a suspended license, an arrestable. Still, what do they have a driving on? So you yeah. pull the car over the guy's license suspended. Can they search the car then? I mean, they always say. Sometimes they say they can search the car if they're going to tow the car. Yeah. And that's called search incident to arrest, and they got to fill out these forms and stuff. But this was just an automatic. This a lot is... of times they would search the car and they wouldn't find marijuana. Right. And they would find, They'd find something, something else. else. Yeah. Right. Hey, this is so, way deeper than Uncrustables, isn't it? The thing is, the thing <laughs> we, about we marijuana. turned it up a notch. Okay, that's for a couple sure. things about the marijuana. Uh, somebody I know had a case a couple weeks ago where they had seven pounds of marijuana in the car. Seven pounds. I mean, I don't know how much that's worth, you know? $10,000, I don't know. And the case got dismissed. Right? On, what, on what basis? And then he, the, the lawyer who had it. He, he walked in the court. They stared and dismissed the case. He was shocked. He told me about it. I said, why'd they dismiss it? Because they don't test marijuana. They don't test for marijuana. They don't analyze the drugs. Was this in the city? Drugs. This was in the city. And they stopped doing that under the Marilyn Mosby regime. So I guess they let the people go or another test. So what if but they... I think that's more statewide, too. Mm-hmm. They, in other counties, they have to send it to, like, they there's something different. Oh, know what it is? There's a, there's a difference now in some federal law that you have to be able to separate marijuana from hemp. And there's a certain test you have to have. So we, the city doesn't have that. The case got dismissed. And then, um, so what if they found a, a, um, a scale and money in the car? Could they then, can, could they then like, make the leap and say... Well, they could dealing? anyway if they had seven pounds, if it was seven pounds right, of marijuana. Right, right. But they but, couldn't prove that was marijuana. Oh, oh, that's what you you're saying. It has to be oh, tested okay. to prove it, even right. though we know what it looks like. Okay, so you, couldn't, then, you couldn't tell that it was I marijuana. Just, can I just give a little PSA about marijuana? Marijuana, I think, is bad news. I hate to sound, I hate to sound old. You know, marijuana is so strong now. I gotta agree so with So scientifically, yeah. You know, perfected. So many clients I meet, talk, and other people, you know, they come in, they're just whacked out. They're whacked yeah. out. It's not that I really was a marijuana smoker, okay, but I heard stories sometimes in the, you know, in our, you in didn't, our day. You didn't inhale. No, I wouldn't do that. You didn't well, inhale. you know, but, but I mean, in the old days, I heard that you would have some marijuana and then you might smoke. It might not even work, mm-hmm. right? You know, now it's just like perfected, perfected too much. It's too much. Right? And there's also a competitive and it whacks angle you out. Too. I think it's, and I also think it's a depressant. It's just, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of it. Sorry, everybody. We don't lose listeners because of that. So I'm, I'm but, sitting here uh, listening to you guys kind of collaborate and, and to agree some sometimes you're not always agreeing so I want to I want to talk a little bit about cooperation among attorneys and um, in in kind of doing a little bit of research here I came across a, uh, a January 4th article from um, 
Baltimore Fishbowl. I tried to get into the Baltimore Sun, but they have a um, they've got a, a firewall that is impossible to get through, even though you're uh, even though I have a subscription. Um, but anyway, this was a case that um, occurred in in I think it was a. Uh, two men were charged and detained in December of 2017, and um, in, in a raid on a on a corner store, um, in which allegedly this this uh, these two men were were found with 29 pounds of, of alleged fentanyl and, and morphine. And what's interesting is that when you when you read the case a little bit, the two lawyers that, that defended the two uh, the two. Uh, <laughs> Accused were no other than Alex Lycus and John from Timonium. So I'm looking at this and, and um, just a couple things because for everybody who's out there, I just want you to know what kind of street lawyer we're talking about here. Um, there was some there was some uh, discrepancy as to really what they found. Okay, was it fentanyl? Was it morphine? Or was it just something else? And um, eventually it was proven not to be fentanyl or morphine. It was just simply knockoff Viagra and Cialis, which has its uses as well, but it was, it was not necessarily, uh, it was illicit. But anyway, this is what got my attention. Alex, you were quoted in this article. I don't know if you realize this. Do you remember this case? John, I remember Alex, the do you case. Because yeah. you both defended. You both defended. I remember it. I, I remember, remember meeting with the guys or the families at John's office. Yeah. You still have that same I, office? Yeah, I remember by that. By the train station? Yeah. I remember right. that meeting. And I was, I've never yeah. been in the office and delved deep, and I saw the folders and all that. Yeah. So just to In continue, the library. We're in the library. To, to set up this incredible <laughs> quote, uh, both of your clients were released from pretrial detention <laughs> after a court hearing. And Alex, you were quoted as saying, the charges were dropped because the stuff wasn't drugs. <laughs> My client was almost 50 years old. He had no record. Jeez. He was working at the store, and he just gets arrested. Jeez, whiz. Do you remember saying that? <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm sure the author did not misquote me. Right, it was stuff. It wasn't drugs. It was yeah. stuff. It could have, it was, you know, what did we figure out it was, John? It was something to do with, um, it was a store that's like, sort of like a, a it was like a tobacco type. Yeah, place. tobacco type product. Okay, like a, like a bodega or something. Yeah, and I've they, I've had this before. They had this stuff. It, it was called Chat, and it was like a chewing tobacco for another, you know, kind of. Oh thing. yeah. But this was at the infancy of the whole fentanyl thing. Right. This was at the beginning of that, and a lot of people didn't know anything about it, and it was still a mystery. And I remember seeing on the news. This was like a first or second story of the the local news that night, mm -hmm. and the um. The, the raiding or the seizing officers were like spacesuits to go in because they were worried that if the, um, the, the strength of the item hit their skin, it might burn their right. skin up. It was very intense. It was intense. And it people, was, we were right in the middle yeah, of that. People just didn't know what, was, what it was, and the mystery of it led to this. But I thought it came out to be some sort of like knockoff, right. like sexual aid. Right. It came out. Type. It turned out yeah, to be Cialis something. Cialis. Cialis. Yeah. Cialis. It came out to be something that was not drugs, but they suspected it. And these guys maintained from the very beginning it wasn't drugs at all. And it, and it wasn't. They're like, what it are you talking they about? They sat in jail for a month. Yeah. They sat in jail for a month. Well, that, that okay. was our. That was my rage. Right. That, well, that was your rage. And so let me let you me know, just continue this. John, the, the advocacy John and I did, you know, caused them to be. So these guys were detained for nearly a month without mm -hmm. bail due to the nature of their charges, um, and evidently under 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 uh, a rule change to the cash bail system that took place the summer prior, judges were required to impose the least onerous conditions right. possible in defendants yeah. who didn't who were not considered a flight risk or a danger to the community. 
um, the judge evidently determined these guys were dangerous and could be held without bail, in which you, Alex, got, okay. we were, oh, you, were, you were enraged by this. Very controversial. You supported the law change, but said the language allows judges to, quote, arbitrarily detain defendants if the charges imply danger. The wording was poorly applied for your client. <laughs> Alex, they weren't going anywhere. They're American citizens. Jeez. They See? have a family. That's They're right. not running. That's what we're talking Alex about. <laughs> Who determines who's dangerous? The automatic finding of no bail. It's just not fair. Right. Oh, my God. I mean, this is street was, lawyership is at just, its finest. This is just spitting vinegar. I was you were spitting vinegar. It was, that, right, it was, it was, it was outraged. Because it's a big deal going to jail. It's a big deal going to jail for 20 minutes, let alone a month. A person has never been in jail before. They didn't do anything wrong. It's um, I'm I'm still a favor of that rule change, but it was it was just that was outrageous. I want to appreciate you for bringing that up, Rob. I pre- yeah, that's good. I mean, it inspires I, I, me. Inspired again. Now look, if if it had been what they thought it was, sure it's serious. Twenty nine pounds of whatever it was, but it was twenty nine pounds of junk. Right. It was right? junk. And they got they and went to jail. And we Why? went we went to a guy and um. Alex particularly, and I saw him down at the office just coincidentally, and he was like saying to us, "Well, we don't, we don't have a." T- or the test came back, and it was, a- uh, yeah. and that's when I think Alex made the call. You gotta let him go because it's not illegal. Is that Mike McAllister? Yeah, he's good, was man. State attorney. He's he good. State, yeah. Yes. And now he's in a uh, uh, serious in charge guy at Howard County. He's always been a serious yeah. person. He's right. a serious person. But look, he called yeah. it like it was. Right. And as soon as he got that test result. They were released, from what I remember. Yes, that's yeah. true. So how? So he let's, let's, let's go back to the original point. That's here. what how? you should, because a prosecutor shouldn't be about just trying to fry people. Right. They should look, have the, with the truth to come out, and that's what mm-hmm. Mr. McAllister. So how did you all? How did the two of you, who work for different law firms in different parts of the of the town, how did you come together on this thing? Like, what brought you together? They called my office first. Okay. Okay. As a group, I mean, I think the two guys that were charged were friends. Okay. Came in, I discovered whenever you have a potential of a conflict, a potential of some kind of contradictory defense between the two people, you have to then bring in another person to be fair and and ethical. So I called Alex, who came to the office, and then we introduced each other to the respective clients' families, and then we pursued it from there. Now, here's the thing. There is that ethical wall, and ultimately they're going to preserve that – right and the lawyers will preserve that right or well but you always want to get somebody on your side that you can work well with you want to get along you want everybody to kind of yeah you want to have that unified front because in this case our defense was the same which is it wasn't drugs okay but there could come a time if like two people were in a car and there's one item well whose is it right Mm-hmm. And that's where it's more clear cut here. Have you had an example of that? I mean, have you sure. had an experience where you sure. worked with somebody that you didn't get along with for the, you know, you yeah. co defendants? Yeah, and you just kind of you go with it and you watch your P's and Q's. But usually everybody kind of yeah. exchanges things. But there's a few guys out there. There's a few you got to watch out for. Well, right, you know? your, right. Your goal, your, you and the other lawyer have the same goal, but you know, to get your client off. So you got to get your client off. That's the goal, okay? Yeah, but let so, me interrupt here. There but, could be a potential conflict. If if no. if you want your def- if if your client right if you, you obviously want your client off before you care about the other guy totally right? okay so if there's a so isn't there a little bit of games gamesmanship well, here? yeah you have you talk to the other yeah. lawyer you talk to the other lawyer and you know you talk but just you know pleasantries and whatnot but to your point Rob there was a few many years ago I had a case and it was a murder case 
I defended some murders, John. You know, I've done it. And then I'm sure you have, John. So it was a murder case where my guy was standing there with another guy, okay? And there might have been some, you know, some other facts, whatever. But basically his friend had a gun and ran up and shot and murdered a person. Okay. Okay? So... So he had two different lawyers. You know, the two guys obviously had two different lawyers. I represented the guy who was standing there. I think, candidly, a week or two later, he was found with the gun. My guy was, okay? He had another lawyer who was a terrible person. With the gun that killed the Yeah. Okay. So that's part of the reason why he was charged, right? But a couple, a couple weeks later, he was found. He had another lawyer who was terrible. I'm not going to get into that. But he pled him guilty on that gun okay. case. It just it was, a, it was a mess, okay? He was a terrible lawyer. But anyway, I think he's dead now. But anyway, so throughout, so we're having this trial. It's a murder trial, okay? And we're in front of a judge that you know we all know. But anyway, the end of the, the last day, it's closing argument, okay? And I have some gum or mints or something. I tell the story a lot. I hope I haven't told it because people. And I have some gum or mints or something. So I'm at the table, and my guy's like to my left, and then the co-defendant, the murderer, is to my right. So I have this gum or something. I'm chewing. I have a piece of gum. And the guy to my right, the actual shooter, says, can I have a piece of that gum? And we're all sitting there, you know, bullfrapping bull and stuff, right? So I go, yeah, right, sure. Here you go. Ah, you know. And we've been there for three or four days. So then the closing argument happens. So half an hour after I gave him the gum and was kidding around with him, I turn to the jury and I say, look at that guy. He's crazy. He's the murderer. He shot this guy. This guy's so crazy. How could my client know what he was going to do? And that was my defense. That was to your point. I said, I pointed the finger at the guy. This guy's crazy. He's a murderer. He did it. My guy didn't so do it. You're defending your guy. Right? I was you, defending you my guy. Your guy. But, you know, was, but like minutes before, I was like, you know, hey, yeah, sure, talking to some gum. Yeah, sure, right? We're all sitting there together, you know? So he was found, he was found guilty. What about your guy? And he was found not guilty. And that was the, the just verdict. You know but I was funny? worried about my guy. That's hey. what you should do. That's why you have to separate. You know what's yeah. funny about this? Alex talks about this. And we kind of – it blends in and we kind of accept it for what it is. And we're sitting next to these guys all the time. Here's a good story. <laughs> and Alex remembers this. We have a really favorite um, – you can almost like never let your guard down, but it kind of blends in. We have a favorite judge, Judge Hurd, Wanda Hurd. Mm -hmm. She was a phenomenal judge, okay? A lot of fun. And there's some innovative things she came up with in sentencing that I really appreciate but here's what happened to her. She was coming down to the end of her term. She was going to retire, mm -hmm. okay? And she was doing this case. And I can't remember what it was about, but it was something pretty serious. And the trial was going on. Everybody was getting familiar with one each other, each other, like Alex was with the gum. Mm -hmm. So what happened was somehow they he wanted a drink of water. And on the table they have – cups and the pitcher and all this kind of thing and there was a limitation on him because of the seriousness of the crime where he shouldn't have been allowed to have access to this stuff right. or anything access to mm -hmm. anything so what happened was she acquiesced and allowed him to pour himself a drink of water okay with that what after he was done the pouring he lashed out he grabbed the wow. pitcher which was metal and threw it at the judge. Oh, my God. And it hit her right in the head. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. And it was, you don't remember that? I didn't remember that. And it threw her, and it hit and left a big knot in her head, like right in her forehead. It was, like, serious. Wow. I mean. That's terrible. And what I'm trying to say is we kind of. crazy. There's always rules about handcuffing and all this kind of. Oh, right. You, it, as you get into these trials, 
it, it blurs a little bit. It wears yeah, away yeah, a little yeah. bit. You're there for a couple the days, one, too. And the other famous sort of, yeah. one is the guy, I think his name was Dante Carter. Right. Yeah. And he had Judge Priebus, and he had to go to the bathroom. And Priebus... Da- Dante Carter was like a notorious right. criminal. He was like big time. Didn't he like kidnap he, and He kidnapped a, a, and... a businessman from downtown yeah. and put him in the trunk. So he was like on notorious. Trial. And Priebus always wanted to hurry. He always wanted to get things going. I think Judge Priebus has passed away. But anyway, he said, hey, listen... Um, the guy had to go to the bathroom. And they typically would shackle him, follow him in, mm-hmm. all this kind of well, thing. Well, they usually would normally shackle right. him and take him to right. the basement. To, it's like a 20-minute yeah, to thing, a real, or at the quickest. Yeah, a secure location. And this is it's the a, kind of guy you'd want it for. This guy, yeah. So Priebus wants to hurry it up. Go ahead, use my bathroom in my chambers. And Right. Right. He goes in there, and now he's unshackled, gets the window, and he jumps out and escapes. <laughs> so, like, you always have to have your guard up. You always have to have your guard but, up. But the difference in that story, is, those two stories, is Judge Heard, she, you know, she's a magnanimous person or something. She yeah. was just doing a kindness, let the guy drink Right, something. right. Judge Priebus just wanted to get moving. He was like a he moving guy. to serve guy. his own. So, I mean, I hate to yeah. talk negative about people's right. past, but yeah. then what happened was, and so the guy jumped out the window, he escapes, right. and then he they caught him like a couple days later, like yeah. in East Baltimore or whatever. You know, he didn't really go to Indiana or anything. But then... They tried to fire, remember that? The right. uh, COs. They the tried guards. to fire the guards. They tried to fire the yeah. guards, and then because that was a violation of every rule. I mean, so there's, there's, there's CO rules, and then the judge runs the courtroom, but the, the correctional officers are in charge of the inmates. You know? Right, so, they execute the rules. So, and they, so but, but the judge, he was a, you know, yeah. he pushed them, said, put him in my bathroom, and then when they were trying to fire him, he testified. When he said, at a like, personnel hearing, he yeah. went and he said, "No, I never told him to do that." Yeah. <laughs> and it was it was Jack Rubin and Leslie Stein that defended these guys, and I believe it was Leslie Stein stood up and said, "Why don't the, to the judge in the hearing? Right. Why don't you be a man and admit what you told those guys?" <laughs> wow. And that I saw him this morning in court, and it was like. And I think it was upheld. I think the fire think was the fire upheld, upheld too. and they lost their. Um, but he should right. He should have just said, "Yeah, it was pensions. my idea. I, I screwed up. I was in a hurry." Right. But he couldn't do that. It's so, outrageous. Yeah. So CO stands for correctional officer. That's right. Okay, officer. just curious. I want to get the. the right. uh, Thank you. But uh, this guy was a serious, down. serious criminal. criminal. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah. I remember if you go story. back like the last thirty years, he's like a but top five. The judge just should have said, "You know, I made a mistake. I yeah. shouldn't have done that." Right. But he was. You know, that's that's really. So are you, are you all working on any cases now where you have to collaborate with other lawyers, or are you just solo in it right now? Um, no. Somebody called me, and I represented somebody at the bail review, and then their, their girlfriend got arrested. And I tried, I, saw, I tried to send it to Singleton, but they don't have any more money. Rob, I'll give you a quick story, <laughs> and we're going back to Steve Miles again. But we're talking about how all of us get along together. Yeah. And even when we talk to state's attorneys, it's at least to be polite right. and courteous, because I think that helps you in the yeah. long run. So here's a funny story um, that I've heard and confirmed with um, the Let's Talk About It lawyer. Yep. So he was a – remember on the ads it would say former assistant state's attorney. So he was an assistant state's attorney. And in the older days, and not too long ago, the offices of the state's attorney in Baltimore City were in the circuit court. Mm-hmm. They had offices in the court. And at that time, he was in the um, – he was in the east side, the post office, now the Cummings building, Okay. And he's talking to a lawyer about a case. Now, back then and up to the recent times, a lot of the lawyers would have offices in what's called the Court Square building. 
okay, a, mm-hmm. a building right across the street. And again, like you said with the mobile Ocean City thing, you, know, you want to be close to oh, where yeah. the action is. So that's a good example of that. So he's on the phone, and they're talking about a case. And the other attorney, through the anonymity of a phone call, got some bravado and all this, and he starts arguing with him. He starts, like, going back and forth mm-hmm. with him. And Miles had enough of it. And he was like, okay. So on the, in the file, he saw the letterhead of where the attorney's office is, 1600 uh, Court Square building. Mm-hmm. And they had, he had the room and all this kind of thing. So what he did, the guy's laying into him, giving him a hard time. What are you, why don't you dismiss this? You know, and, he, and Miles got mad. Uh-huh. So what he did, he says, hey, could you hold on for a second? And he put the phone down. Mm-hmm. He sprinted out of his office, <laughs> ran out of the building, <laughs> ran into the court square building, which from front door to front door might be 100 feet, yeah, yeah. 120 feet, ran up to the third floor <laughs> or whatever it was, bolted by the secretary or the lady answering the phones, and then grabbed the guy by his tie and said, hey, what do you want to say to me right now? Wow. Okay? I love so that. you can talk all you about, about getting along and all, but stuff does happen. And that, yeah, was, that was kind of profession. Yeah. And I know all our lawyers and judges listen. That happened. Okay? So it's a funny story for you. Do you know the defense lawyer who that was? Yes, I do, but no, I'd, rather, I'd rather leave it. So, I'd leave it. Um, so you guys have a uh, – well, we, we have a friend. You guys are better friends with him than I am. But you've got the everywhere attorney, Singleton mm-hmm. Matthews. And he, he, that's all his job is, right, is collaboration? I mean, his model based on collaboration? Well, he does collaboration as far as the co-defendant situation. But he's also, you know – but his thing is he covers cases. He he fills in for lawyers okay. who have a conflict. So he's a substitute. They have a different con- – they have more of a scheduling conflict. Gotcha. If they have two or three cases that same day and they've got to be somewhere else, that just happens. Right. It shouldn't, but right. it happens, you know. And then Singleton will go and he'll try to work the case out. It's a criminal matter or ask for a postponement. But there has to he's be – What do you call him, John? The everywhere lawyer. But, yeah, the king of post. Oh, um – the prince of postponements? <laughs> yeah. yeah. The delay. What the about king delay? Of con- the king of continuance. <laughs> the prince of po- postponements. Or, which one of the judges didn't like this because it sounds kind of sinister, the doctor of delay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we picked the king of continuance. Yeah, but we doctor of delay. Yes. yes. So he'll go there and just get the case. But there's some but judges. There must be don't trust, though. It. There must be trust, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, if, if you need him to go Reliability. Right. Oh, right. He'll get yeah. there. He's got to be reliable. He, he, he tries to time. never say no. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. He tries to he's never say no. that way. Right, listen, I got to get out of here. What's going on? I got to run over and follow something. I'm okay. sorry. This is a street lawyer responsibility. Like, I mean, it's like five of. Is there a four. deadline on that? Well, no, I just want to get it in. It's okay. got to be filed. So, by, so the courthouse closes at fourth. Right. So you all can't see this, but while we we're talking, Alex is actually doing some work. Changing here. this. I mean, my, work, my work never, work never stops for Alex. What Alex doesn't be, stop for any of us? Alex right. be like us. Um, so I'm gonna. Go, I got to run the Wabash. As, as he, uh, as he's got to go to Wabash. Um, <laughs> Alex, any. Um, John, anything before? No, we 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 you guys have to do the street lawyer stuff. Yeah, well, John, any anything anything before we uh, before we head out of here and say goodbye to? I I did get a lot of um, feedback on the uncrustables, including one one listener sent me a text of a picture of a like industrial sized box (laughs) wherever they were, and they said, "Can I send this over to you?" And it, oh, it wow. must have contained like 48 of them. It was a big thing. That's what they do it. And I, I said, thank you very much, and that would last me a long time. So the Uncrustables got some good feedback there. That was hilarious. Um, you know, and I hope we get the same 
similar interest from this show. <laughs> well, um, I mean, yeah, I, th- I hope so too. And I, I, did you get any Uncrustables? Yeah, did you did buy you any? No, I, I didn't. I did not. You, you still did, not. haven't pulled the yeah, trigger I'm still on that. Still working on it. Okay. I did buy Frosted Flakes this week, which is a big treat for me. <laughs> My favorite breakfast cereal. Mm. Whole milk. Whole milk. What no, do you use? What do you no, I go with? skim. I go oh, skim. skim. I, go skim. Yeah. I like two percent. I go two. Oh, two percent. Two percent is like putting in medium gas. Yeah. You're going. You go whole milk. You're going. Yeah. yeah, I go whole milk. Oh yeah. man, I, I, it's go, a big I distinction when you have them next to each other. The whole oh, looks yeah. so full oh, compared yeah. to the other. You know. You can always, see if you get whole milk, you can always water it down too. Yeah, that's the that's plot. true. Yeah, I just last longer. Yeah, but any any of the milk that I can almost see through, I'm not using. Skim, stay away from it. Uh, skim, skim is, is terrible. Hey, um, any feedback from listeners? I, I'm inviting you to give a topic that you might want us to get into. That's a good and idea. I, I think I think the input, the foundation of this is built upon uh, our listeners. <laughs> That's who the real stars of the show are. That's true. And anything you'd like us to cover or go into or elaborate on, certainly feel free to do that yeah. and tell us about you that. You can do so, that on our Instagram page. You can do it on Twitter. Give us, uh, send us a DM, or just tweet, tweet a question you want us to address. A um, lot, lot of, lot of, um, lot of questions out there about how, you know, how the world works in, in, in street lawyering. I want to wish good luck to my daughter Lindsay tomorrow for the SAT. Oh, All right, she's taking that, and we're going to see where, how where, it goes. Where is she taking it? At the local high school. Give her a relaxing yeah. night tonight. I gotta go. Yeah. All right, see you. See we're out of here. What a show! All right, way to go. go, guys. Alex, good luck. There he goes. There he goes, ladies and gentlemen. There he goes. Get a stamp copy. Get a stamp copy there. All right.